Welcome to First Turn, where we're at Gen Con, and we discuss our immediate reactions of Gen Con. It's like book club, but Gen Con. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Gen Con. <laughs> Gen Con. Yeah, so uh, before we get into our, our day one, uh, Kate's second Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about second Gen Con? Even better than the first. Okay. Yeah. Is that because of the schedule? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a great <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I still don't know if we're kidding. <laughs> first podcast is really well hidden. It's just New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was much more crowded this year. Yes. Right. It was. Yeah, that was maybe the one thing that I didn't like about second John, Gen Con versus first Gen Con. Second John Con. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're back to this. This is about how it was before yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. We're back to that. Full capacity. Yeah. Full capacity. I know this is normal. I know that's what you're in for for a convention, but a lot of people. Um, Anything else? Uh, Kiwi did a lot of math trade. Um, I, I was going to leave it for like the Sunday part, but I feel like you were math trading all weekend. So yeah, yeah well, yeah, because there were a couple of like people wanted to pass them off. He was like, like Gen Con Santa Claus, just delivering <laughs> games <laughs> to people. Well, there was one delivery, and then I delivered one, and then he walking around the room because everybody refuses to move. So just, like <laughs> plopped out with their carts and put up their sign. Have everybody come to them. You were and you were almost like uh, Santa Claus because you had the big backpack. Yeah, I was yeah. pulling games out, putting right. games in. <laughs> Came back lighter than I left with. That was the goal. Always doing it all hours. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, day one, Thursday, we uh, we started with a, a game of Libertalia: Winds of the Gale Crest, uh, designed by Paula More. Uh, the artist was Lemero Smith. Uh, it was published in 2022 by Stonemeyer Games. So we'd played original Libertalia back in episode 50? 30-ish? I you said like 63. Somewhere between 30 and 63. <laughs> Somewhere in the first 75. Right. Um, mm, but after the double episodes. So somewhere between like 20-ish and 75. I'm going to need a more precise answer. Everybody has listened to the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. You really should, actually. Again. Yes. Um, again. And we enjoyed it the first time, and I was interested in getting this, so I figured we would try the remake. It played pretty similarly, as far as I can remember, to the first, but kind of updated art, updated production. I think the big changes were, uh, I think they gave some extra powers to the, the, the things that you could get, which yeah. I don't remember from the first mm-hmm. one. And then they updated some of the cards. So, like, we think the thief turned it, or the thief was the monkey. The monkey, yeah. Um, yep, still uh, very enjoyable, I thought. Mm-hmm. I bought it, so. Um, or Tim, though. Mm-hmm. Was his name Tim? No, his name was not Tom. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BP really just made a guy feel bad. Just walked. <laughs> just uh, really just went after him. Mm-hmm. I stole yeah. from him once, too. Yeah, yeah we we're all pretty. We we're all pretty mean to Tom. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, sorry. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to play that one again. I enjoyed the elements that were involved. The little bit of uh, take that and the unpredictability of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chaos game. Yeah, this is a, they have a two-player ability, which I don't think the original one did. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see how you, what you guys think of the, the mm-hmm. two-player mode. Yep. So did you end up getting it? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Don't spoilers for. Oh, well, you already said that. You I did, but I'm going to tell her. I mean, I think the the art was fine. I always liked the aesthetics of a game. Um, I did enjoy that they weren't necessarily all like human, even though like the thief. Some of them were more human-looking, but they were also different animal-humanoid yeah. kind of ideas. The rule book has a bunch of lore for it, because I feel like it's mm-hmm. that kind of game. Yeah. But it doesn't really come out in the game, but right. like, there is, like, a setting that they built around it. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. the witch was, like, a horse. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, who won this game? I didn't realize that. So I'm not supposed to say it if I play it again. <laughs> Are you following the regular format? No, no, we're just talking about the games. Okay. I mean, and you can't. Oh, yeah, we can. Okay. You can say it if you want. <laughs> okay. I'll play it again. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would play it again. Clearly, we did. Uh, Eric, you won this one. Yes. I feel like you did that specifically because you knew the answer. So, next, again, we had a great schedule. And so, I did like it. We didn't start too early, although I'm a morning person, but it allowed us to do other things in the morning. And then nothing was too late. We had a nice afternoon break. So we usually played a couple games in the morning, a break, and then a couple in the afternoon. And so Ducks in Tow was in the morning. We had a fantastic teach with that one. Uh, our teach was was pretty chill as BP wanted to name all the ducks uh, instead of just their color. Yeah, BP being B. I know I just used myself in third person, but I didn't want to like uh, name them by their colors, but I wanted to give them better names. So anyway, this is a pretty new game, 2020. Stephanie Kwong, Kwok, Kwok. Kwok is the designer. Uh, the artist is Andrew Bosley. Who I think also did. Everdale. Everdale, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember them saying that too. Is it really by First Fish Gates? Mm-hmm. It's a great name. It's a great name. Anyway, so in this one, uh, we do have some pattern building, some set collection. Which Charlie Eric is the best at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, the art style was quite nice as well. Um, so it had this modular board layout. Uh, that had these uh, different kind of hexagonal uh, spaces that represented different uh, spots in a park. And then we had these little meeples in a plastic tray that could hold these uh, little ducks behind them. And basically, each color of ducks like liked a specific type of food based on the same color as the duck. So yellow ducks liked yellow food, which we decided was lemon, although banana is also a good yellow choice for food. Um, is that what the ducks can eat a lemon? Or, uh, yeah, they can eat everything except the chocolate. Oh, yeah, we took lemon. All right. The only thing we found out because there is a brown Absolutely duck. no chocolate for Absolutely ducks. Absolutely no chocolate and to ducks. No chocolate in moderation. In moderation. moderation. Marshmallow is good to go. Yeah, no. marshmallows. So our white ducks were marshmallow ducks, and of course the orange duck ate orange slices. Um, and basically, your goal was to. Uh, collect some ducks and then also drop them where they wanted to uh, hang out in their best scenery. And as you did this, you could build, uh, you built your own kind of card collection that also gave you uh, a pattern set and then there were overlays so you could even make it like a bigger pattern set. Uh, So there was a lot going on for a seemingly light, almost frivolous type game. Just because, of course, it was so fun to name the ducks and what they were doing. 
maybe not frivolous. Take them to a nice <laughs> there was mountain. a lot of thought process in it. Mm-hmm. Surprising. It, yeah, it reminded me of like Honey Buzz, where it was like clearly somebody like really likes ducks yeah. and made mm-hmm. a game that like talks about ducks and which. The I'm, guy teaching was the perfect guy because that man oh, just yeah. enjoyed a good duck. I, I think that might have been my favorite teacher of the whole week. Yeah. Because that guy just like rolled with it. We were like, that's a chocolate duck. And that dude was just like, yep, <laughs> chocolate duck. And then we got to learn ducks. <laughs> and he was on board with it being an almond duck. He's <laughs> 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 just like, yeah. all right, whatever. Right. He's, yeah. he's just happy to talk about ducks. <laughs> and at one point, I was struggling with my. Uh, pattern spatiality and everyone's like do you want help do you want help and i'm like no he did it. that was actually a good way he asked yeah. if you wanted help yeah not. yeah just kind of like the honey buzz guy i was like mm-hmm. all i'm telling yeah. you yeah. yeah he just hung out and chilled with us yeah. yeah i think like that goes into like why it was such a good teach it's because like he was very good with the rules he made sure everybody understood he like rolled with how the players were going and then instead of just jumping in it was you want help yeah. mm-hmm. and then offering it before just moving stuff yeah yeah, yeah. that's good um, and apparently there's an expansion if you are interested that <laughs> brings in geese okay. <laughs> so we had a conversation about Canadian because uh, mm-hmm. first fish games is Canadian so yeah. we're talking about Canadian geese and his friend who punched one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we got a fun <laughs> story yeah, yeah. Fun <laughs> Uh, it was one that I personally uh, really enjoyed and almost bought but got distracted by purchasing other games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would play it again. Yeah. 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 I would. It's probably not one I would get, but it was definitely fun to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when, if somebody pulled out, I was like, duh, I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Serious. I mean, for me, it ticks off a lot of the boxes, yeah. right? It's pretty pattern building. Ducks. Ducks. Ducks that eat. Uh, would you like to guess who won this one? Me. Yep. <laughs> so then the next one on the first day was Castles by the Sea, and that was published in 2023 by John Benjamin and Michael... Wait, 2023 hasn't happened. Yes. Yeah, it's it not out yet. Oh, that's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It is still in production. Let's, let's yes. do that again. So... <laughs> Uh, our next game was Castles by the Sea, which will be published in 2023. The designers uh, are John Benjamin and Michael Shreb. Interestingly, um, not brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the artist is Marby Kwong. Uh, the publisher is Brotherwise Games. And yeah, this one was interesting. Um, I think it wasn't, it was pretty good. I, uh, we, we built some castles, um, individually. Using like Um, blocks. using little wooden yeah, blocks. blocks. And, um, there were some different patterns we could make with our, our, our sand builds, our castles. Um, and then we, um, also had to deal with some... Then a dog busted my ship yep. multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, what were they? The hazards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there were three types of hazards. A uh, giant, also known as a small child. Um, a terror. <laughs> that fits. That actually fits. <laughs> uh, it, um, the terror was a dog, and then the, the dragon was just the dragon. It was supposed to be a kite. Yeah. A kite, a kite, yeah. yeah. But it was <laughs> <a> real dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Everything's real. 
Except for that. <laughs> Chris the Dragon comes in when I go to the beach. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, so, I don't go to the beach. <laughs> um, so for this one, I think we, we enjoyed it, but we made up a better game afterwards. <laughs> we, we, Many different games. <laughs> uh, it seemed like it would be more fun if it was cooperative instead of individually building. Um, like the theme was pretty playful, so that to me definitely would go better with a cooperative game where we were working together um, to build our sandcastle and then like it seemed just too mean to like send the dog in and clear out another castle it, it was definitely still in, in production so maybe by the time it yeah. comes out they'll have uh, maybe smooth lined some of the rules there were a lot of questions I think the teach was a little tricky because there was a lot of there was like four tables definitely the worst one which I think is a combination of having too many tables and not having a good rule set right and like we didn't have a rule book handy to also be able to just check stuff we had to wait for a guy to like deal with three other tables and then come over to us and it wasn't maybe not know the answer yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we ended up having to do a tiebreaker at the end, and the tiebreaker in the book was dumb. And then we said, <laughs> according to us, we came up with a better tiebreaker, and even that person was just like, "Oh yeah, that's that is a better good. tiebreaker." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would play it again. I would like to see like how, how it like playing it now, and then how it ends up. I'd like to see where they go. But I feel like if it's not cooperative, I'll probably just steer clear. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to change too much at yeah. this point. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to turn into a cooperative game. And I think that was just, like, yeah. watching the other table play, like, they were, seemed like they were working together a lot more. And they had a really cool looking castle. And we just had desolation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that was really hard with it. Like, the between the rounds, like, having the hazards were fine, but it, there was this rule that then at the end of the round, then there were only hazards, and that just seemed like you spent all this time building stuff up, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was trying to build into the theme, like, you leave stuff up overnight, what's going to be left after all of these other environmental factors, but it also was like... This just seems mean because now we're coming through and just destroying all of our friends' works that they spent so much time building up. And well, it goes kind of into what Eric always usually brings up, which is you know we spend all this time building something, and if at the end of the game we have nothing to show for it, like what yeah, right. done yeah. yeah, which one of the we kind of played twice. The first time we didn't have the rules really, so we played it again for kind of for real. But the first one. I literally had nothing at the yeah. end. Like, yeah. It was just like an empty square where it yeah. kind of stuff was. Yeah, it's almost in contrast to ducks. Ducks, like you didn't build something beautiful, but like you still had fun. Like that was definitely yeah. in the category of like, it didn't matter if you won that game. Like it was really just fun to collect the, uh, take your ducks around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first uh, game of Castles by the Sea, I won. And then once we do better the rules whatever the rules might be uh, and then Kate won that second one yeah. so that's what we played uh, on at the convention center and then we played a couple games back here so uh, back here being, back here being room. in our in our room our apartment at CamelCon if you will um, and so we played New York Slice which was the first game that Eric was alluding to that I just kind of got from my uh, trade that we just got on the convention room floor so um, 
This published in 2017, designed by Jeff Ehlers. The artist was Stephanie Gustafsson and John Kaufman, and it was published by Bezier Games. And essentially, uh, it's like an eye cut. You choose, we have a big pizza, and one person cuts the pizza into groups, and then everybody gets to pick the group that they want, and you're just trying to collect slices of pizza. Um, I put it on the list because I had heard good things about it, and people had said that they enjoyed it. It was super quick, super light, uh, but apparently without anchovies. Yeah, anchovies. Nobody likes anchovies. There was, it's kind of like uh, been not artichokes where there's like the little caveat mm -hmm. that says, hey, like artichokes are really good. Like we didn't mm -hmm. mean to like be mean to artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> there is like a little blurb at the end of the, the rule book that's like, hey, we don't want to knock on anchovies. people who like anchovies on their pizza. It's just most people don't. So <laughs> that's why we're doing it this way. But. Yeah. I'm glad they went with that though versus pineapple because pineapple is very controversial. People are very heated about their pineapple on yeah, their pizza. I feel like it's pretty bi pretty binary in terms of like you either want anchovies on your pizza or you never want anchovies <laughs> on your pizza. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was a it was a pretty good, quick, pretty quick. Um, I thought it was worth the trade. Yeah. 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 So it's oh, I played again. Who won that game? Oh, that was BP won that <laughs> game. <laughs> Uh, and then we finished off the night. Um, uh, I introduced uh, Kabuto Sumo to uh, Kate and Eric. Um, obviously, BP and I did, what was that, like, somewhere between 110 and 130. Maybe 140. <laughs> if only I had a list. Right? <laughs> somewhere in there. Again, start from the beginning. Um, yeah, so uh, we've played it on the podcast before. Uh, this is the first time for uh, Kate and Eric. So what did you guys think of Kabuto Sumo? I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think I was maybe expected to like castles more because I definitely like tactile building type things. So getting to do something where I'm pushing. And then, the, yeah, the theme, the bugs and everything. That was, yeah, definitely way fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really good. It was, it got very intense. I have this great picture of Kate, like, pushing it, like, flicking <laughs> her face. Just to recap, it is this game where you play on a pedestal with these uh, different sized pieces, and you're trying to push them. Just, uh, it was based off of the coin. Yeah, the coin pushing machines at, like, the arcade, arcade. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tony Miller, the designer, who also did Fire in the Library, uh, his kid, like, loves those things, so he wanted to design a board game that kind of that did that and then he and his kid are like super into just regular wrestling uh like wcw type of stuff and sumo um and so that's kind of it combined it all into yeah one, so. yeah and bugs and, yeah. 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 and the card yeah the cards are great on that mm -hmm. the pieces are all great it's fun quick easy yeah that's a that's a quang chai morio was the artist and i know like mandy and suzanne they're just like mm -hmm. as soon as you say quang chai morio is the artist they're like Yes, please. I will play that. So it's kind of like a uh, best syllable where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, they were the artist? Mm -hmm. I'll play that. Yeah. Not, I don't really care what the theme is. Right. Uh, yeah, so that finished up our first day, Thursday Gen Con. Oh, and Eric won that one. Yeah. Sweet yes, stuff. Thank you. I got knocked out first, and then Kate got knocked out after that. Yeah. So <laughs> close. I thought I was going to have it. But. Mm hmm. Um, so in day two, we started with a glass cannon podcast 
game show improv entertainment. But not a game show. But not a game show. Any of those things. Interactive. I think there was one guy in the audience that definitely made it a game show. Yes. But otherwise, nobody else was too serious about it. Yeah, it was was entertaining. What'd you think? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, Even as somebody who, dare I say, has never heard of it before or listened to the podcast. (laughs) Well, at the event, I felt like I shouldn't admit to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Even having like, yeah, no context of the shows or anything, which was really good. I guess it didn't matter. But um, although I think they'd be friendly enough to be, well, great. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One of the people that got on stage was like, oh, yeah, I just found out just what started, you guys like yeah. a month ago. Mm-hmm. Or and they were excited about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- I thought, so there were some inside jokes, but even those inside jokes, like, if you didn't get them, it was okay, because the whole thing wasn't built around that. Right. Yeah. And, like, all of those actors that were up there were just great mm-hmm. at improv. And so, like, it, I think it was a show, like, built specifically to their strengths, and it was really, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it's good because I was like, I wanted to do more like shows and things that's a little bit less like, you know, active. Mm-hmm. So we had something a little change of pace, but it's like, oh, there's a lot of them, like live shows and stuff. And it's like, if you go and you don't listen to it, like right. you're not going to enjoy it. So this, I was like, well, maybe this one will work. And yeah. I think it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, yeah. It's good. I mean, I'm also not an avid listener, but I, we yeah, do. Yeah, you listen when I listen in the car. Yeah. So. Like I don't listen. I don't listen to their main show. I listen to some of the side I, ones. Yeah, I started listening. I listen to almost most of the side ones, and I've been listening to the main show. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. like they do one where they play a bunch of different types of games, mm-hmm. and I like that one because I like to learn different systems and things. Yeah, yeah. They do like short it's RPG systems. Yeah, like yeah. four or five episodes where they just do a really short arc. They change up who the DM is. They change right. up who the players are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's super good because like everybody they have on that network, network I feel yeah. like is just like super good. Mm-hmm. It's really entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about it I'm going to steal what you said afterwards was that just the host and making fun of the audience was like mm-hmm. almost yeah. more funny than any other <laughs> yeah. improv. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. improv in itself. But. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so after that um BP Kiwi and I went and played a game of Forbidden Lands, which is a RPG published by uh, Free League, which is a Swedish company. What did you think of that? This is interesting. I don't think either one of us have played anything mm-hmm. other than D&D. We've done Starfinder uh, as well, but I mean, other than that, like that was my first time doing a system that was like a D6-based system mm-hmm. instead of a D20. Um, so it was interesting. I thought the DM was good and was patient in all of us, like, well, at least for BP and I learning. I think that one of the other players, too, is also new to it. So, yeah, yeah the DM was a really great on teaching the rule system, being flexible with it as well. Um, the one player that was with us that was very familiar with it and a big fan was also very welcoming and encouraging and still letting us like do our own thing and not railroading us too much or dominating too much. So mm-hmm. I think it's a table. It was a, a really good experience. I don't know if it's sold me away from like 5e kind of system yet, but I mean, it was great to have a, another opportunity to try something now. Yeah. Oh, I guess I did that World War One esque well, Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. yeah so uh, I played it. That was a, a few. Powered by the Apocalypse system. Yeah. That one's definitely 
they have a couple games that are like for long campaigns where it's mm -hmm. sort of very like roll on tables, have encounters, do things like that. I think it's one of those systems. So he modified it for a one shot pretty mm -hmm. well because uh, it's usually meant to be played over multiple sessions. Um, yeah, I don't know that that one specifically would like pull me away from 5e, mm -hmm. but um, I do like d6 systems, so they're fun to try out. Yeah, it's interesting to see other systems when you're so used to everything being a d20 yeah. system. Mm -hmm. I was hoping for some slightly different classes. They seem like they pretty much align pretty much with the D&D ones, mm -hmm. which isn't bad, but I was, you know, when I play a different system, I get excited to like, well, what are they going to have that's different? Mm -hmm. yeah. They're pretty standard. Yeah, it's fun. Still uneven on the gender front, though. Yeah. Oh, um, through the players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That might be more of my issue with getting games, though. Yeah. I feel like the ones I go for would have a better chance, but I don't get them. So mm -hmm. it's, just, it's hard to get games at Gen Con. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So then we finished up that night with our one, like, actual late game. Uh, late played, being 7 o'clock. Yeah, late being 7 <laughs> o'clock, just so we established it. Uh, we played the Lost Ruins of Arnak, so we got to go up in the CGE room. Uh, I think all of us would recommend, uh, like, make sure you have tickets if you're going to go up there. Like, don't try to just go up there and get a, a space. Too packed. Yeah, too packed. I think it was, even last year with half the people, it was pretty full. Mm -hmm. We used to be able to go, if you went, 7 o'clock is always going to be bad because it's after vendor hall mm -hmm. closing. But we used to be able to go midday and get sit down and play something, but... Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Uh, yeah, so this game, uh, pretty big. I think it won the Kennerspiel last year, and then it was like the thing at the con last year uh, as well. So uh, published by Czech Games Edition, designed by Elwin and Min, uh, and the artists were uh, Andre Herdina, Jiri Kus, Jacob Pulitzer, Frentisic Sedlicek, and Milan Favron. It's probably more French than Czech, but uh, that's what we're going to go with. Um, yeah, and then I think the lady, that uh, the person that taught us, like she went, oh, it's uh, deck builder and worker placement. And I went, this is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um, I really enjoyed it. But those are two of my absolute favorite uh, mechanics. And then uh, we actually, while... BP was waiting for her turn. She went and purchased uh, said game from the stand before it closed uh, at nine. So our first Gen Con purchase during the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, so it's a like Indiana Jones-esque yeah. type theme. And I feel like it did try to tap into that theme a little bit. And it just seems like for a deck builder, which Kate was really new to, so we definitely have to make sure we get like her opinion on that because Deck builders are a little different um, than most other plays if you've never done them before. A worker placement is pretty straightforward, but there were all these levels to it that made it pretty interesting. And knowing who Kiwi is and knowing that we play a lot of games together, um, and since I was enjoying myself, uh, I thought it would be a good thing to, to bring home. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Raiders of the North Sea, but um, that was purely worker placement. Right, so this had a lot more uh, elements to it with all the different like resources, as well as abilities to change out different cards, and um, just a lot more to it. 
assistance, all that jam. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I'll go for Alan's sake. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the mechanically the interesting part. I did. I liked it. Um, it's a worker placement, but it's not like two worker placement. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to worry about let me get more work. You have two workers. You're set with two workers. Like you don't have to worry about dealing with that. And it's a deck builder, but it's not too deck builder. Like you don't have to like call your deck expertly to have an efficient deck. Like you kind of you do that a little bit, but not too much, which I think is good. And then they kind of replace the they like offset the complexity with like the resources and. Uh, tech tree and a bunch of other different mechanics so i like them because they're they're the, like they're based on those mechanics but they're not like too much of it yeah um, which i thought was good uh was, yeah it's really well done really smooth mm-hmm. um i liked it i liked it actually i know it didn't seem like i did maybe it's maybe my least favorite game experience and mm-hmm. the teach was good like she was she was pretty good but then I, she sat there. But then she sat there, and when I asked a question, I, it, I felt dumb, and I hate feeling dumb. <laughs> so, like, then I stopped asking questions, and I was very confused. <laughs> and then we were um, trying to rush at the end. Yeah. So yeah, we were out of time, and I don't like rushing. I'm very slow. Um, but I I think I would, I'll really enjoy it um, next time I play it. Because, um, yeah, the, the theme seemed really fun. I liked the cards and... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the cards were so good. The ostrich and the sea turtle. Yeah, I was yeah, excited about having those in my deck. Yeah. 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 All the, the pieces mm-hmm. were nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah like the rubies and... Yeah. 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 And you have to see them all the time, too, because mm-hmm. of the yeah. deck mechanic where yeah. like, a lot of deck builders, they end up going in, you only see them every so often. This one, like you saw all those cards all the time. Mm-hmm. So you if you were doing cards. it right. Yeah, you get the You didn't screw up the mechanic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that, yeah, and that, and that finished up uh, Friday or day two of Chicago. Well, if you have any recommendations on things you uh, feel we need to make sure we do at a Gen Con in the future, or you want to hear our thoughts about, uh, just send them our way. Uh, the email is firstturntabletop at gmail, and we're on Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel is he is sitting down at CamelCon. Uh, he's got his badge, he's got his vaccine bracelet on, and he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers, and we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Oh, and then I won that one. But we already have it. Stop that Kiwi one lost runes of Arnak. <laughs> Is that what I'm Yeah. <laughs> For the audio listeners, we all stretched out our hands. Inside joke. Cheap for the audio listeners. Inside joke. Fuck <laughs> <Lock> off. <laughs>